presented by Pharma. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogu Munavolin. It's Friday. Today's show, we got a scoop on the GOP Senate primary in Alabama. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. As Representative Mo Brooks's Trump-endorsed Senate campaign sputters and the Alabama GOP descends into chaos, Senator Richard Shelby is making his move. Politico's Burgess Everett and Natalie Allison scoop that Shelby is, quote, preparing to pour as much as $6 million into the race by transferring his campaign coffers into a super PAC supporting Katie Britt, his former aide who is running for the Senate seat. Shelby, who has $10 million in his campaign account and more than $6 million in a separate leadership PAC, said, quote, I'm going to give it all away sooner or later. I'm going to help her transfer it to a super PAC. He added that Britt is doing well right now. Mo Brooks is dropping. You see that. Shelby's infusion of money could reshape the race, which now has multiple candidates and super PACs firing at each other. Britt currently is locked in a three-way battle with the stumbling Brooks and surging Army veteran Mike Durant. Brooks' flagging campaign and his opponent's rise have shocked Senate Republicans, many of whom thought the pugnacious Donald Trump acolyte was the odds-on favorite as soon as he secured the former president's endorsement back in April. But Shelby's backing of Britt after 43 years of Congress, many spent showering Alabama with federal money, along with Durant's surprisingly strong campaign, has put Brooks on shaky footing. Unless one of the candidates clears 50% in the May primary, there'll be a runoff, and eliminating Brooks and leaving the race to Durant and Britt would amount to a, quote, no-lose proposition for Republicans, said Senator John Cornyn, who serves on Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's leadership plan. Cornyn had this to say, quote, People know what Brooks was like in the House, and I think there's a general desire to have people that will be constructive and that we can work with. So that's my view, and that's probably the view of most of the conference. Former President Donald Trump publicly aired his grievances against Brooks this week as a kick in the pants for the Senate hopeful, or a quote, gut check, as a person close to Trump called it. This person said that Trump is not rushing to rescind his endorsement for Brooks, which would make for a slippery slope for other Trump endorsees with lagging performances. Just days ahead of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson's Supreme Court confirmation hearings next week, Senate Republicans are struggling to land an effective attack on the nominee and lack any sort of coordinated message about her, writes Sungman Kim from the Washington Post. Here are the potential lines of attack you might hear about next week, her criminal defendants as a public defender. Senator Josh Hawley said he plans to raise Jackson's representation of detainees at Guantanamo Bay when she was a public defender and then as a private attorney. But that seems to be a non-starter with some Republicans. Senator John Kennedy had this to say, quote, I'm not going to criticize her for any client she's represented. We've all represented clients that we didn't agree with, and in some cases, didn't even like. But everybody has the right to counsel. Another potential line of attack suggestions that she's weak on crime. Kim writes, quote, If there's a common thread that Republicans have floated against Jackson, it's that she's weak on crime. The White House and Senate Democrats have worked to furiously bat down these attacks, promoting her endorsements from groups such as the Fraternal Order of Police and former national security officials. A third potential line of attack, accusations that she was lenient on sex crimes. This week, Hawley claimed that while serving as a district court judge, Jackson deviated from federal sentencing guidelines in favor of the defendant in, quote, every single child porn case for which we can find records. An aide to Senator Marsha Blackburn, the sole female Republican on the committee, said Blackburn plans to raise the issue as well during the hearing, and Senator Mike Lee tweeted in part, quote, We need real answers. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m. Eastern, the president will talk with Chinese President Xi Jinping. At 11 a.m., Biden will receive the president's daily brief. And at 5.10, Biden will depart for Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, arriving at 6.10. 
Press Secretary Jin Sake will brief at 2.30. The House will meet at 9 a.m. to take up the Crown Act, that's the Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act, with first and last votes predicted between 10.15 and 11.15 a.m. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy will hold his weekly press conference at 11.30 a.m. The Senate is in today. One last thing before we get out of here. Congressman Stephanie Murphy came into the House and made a name as a moderate centrist Democratic star, but now she's had it with what she says is party leadership and outside groups making it a party unity or bust environment. A lot of these outside groups that purport to represent a specific interest are just an extension of leadership. And instead of purely focusing on their uh, issue area, they bleed into just advocating for uh, whatever Democratic leadership wants. And it's true on the Republican side, too. But for now, she's had it. Subscribe to Playbook Deep Dive wherever you're listening to hear more of her story. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Playbook's deputy editor is Zach Stanton. Politico's executive producer and head of audio is Jenny Ahmed. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. We need to make the cost of medicine more predictable and affordable. Government price setting is the wrong way. The right way means covering more medicines from day one, making out-of-pocket costs more predictable, and sharing negotiated savings with patients at the pharmacy counter. More at pharma.org slash better way.